No, I never. I've also never watched True Detective. What? Skanky. <laughs> oh my god. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Shenantics. I feel like I should whisper this episode also, like I did last episode with your two hosts. I'm Colin Skanky. Hi, Skanky. Hey guys, welcome to the ASMR Shenantics episode. Yes. What the fuck was that noise? It's ASMR. Hold on. That sounds nice. That sounds nice. That sounds nice. Yeah. I don't have anything. I don't have anything crinkly near me. What if I? I have. I could bring. I could take the chair. I could take the dog and rub it against the microphone. Yes. I think we might. The ASPCA or PETA, PETA, right? Might get angry. Wait, wait. ASPCA. I don't know. This is two credit cards rubbing up against one another. Look at that big money, big money. Actually, this is just an MTA card. I don't, th- I don't think it has any money on it. And this is a membership card to some organization. <laughs> Why is this so weird? I don't know, but you know, everyone always that says to us, <laughs> Why don't, you know, do you look at the numbers? And I say no. And this is the reason why, because if our viewers, our listenership spikes after this episode, you better fucking believe we are doing ASMR every week. All the time I'm going to do ASMR. <laughs> yeah, like, like, what happened to the Shenantics podcast? Why did it go downhill? We'd be like, ah. ah I'm a, why did it go downhill? I'm pretty sure we'd be asking that question. We should have asked that question to ourselves a couple of months ago. Uh, yeah, no, that's that. Uh, or maybe uh, years ago. I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say, point. what, like eighteen months ago? <laughs> like, yeah, most many, likely. I think. Many, I think yeah, that's probably ago, a. Yeah. 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 But yeah, no. So welcome to Shenantics. We uh. Hey. <laughs> I always, every once in a while, I do want to watch ASMR videos for some reason. I feel like I want to like join the community, and then I realize that that seems like a really creepy, awkward idea. Nothing how against you, the ASMR community. You join all. the ASMR community? Is that how it works? I believe. I think actually you're just part of it. I believe the people that experience the ASMR stimulation or whatever it is Ooh, um, are biologically <laughs> wired that way. And so you know, I don't, think I don't really know the science behind it. I saw it on Plusfeed once. I don't know if I really. My dog smells so bad. He needs to go to the groomer. Why does your dog smell bad? Well, because he's a dog. He, they, they... Not, dogs aren't supposed to just smell bad. I mean, he probably got into something. He stinks. You, you just let your dog get into things? What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was reading an article today, speaking of dogs and getting into things, about um, a feral, feral cats in Chicago and how there are different... Um, like groups that it sounds weird to say this, but they, they raise feral cats or they raise cats to be feral. And then they release them out in the alleys to take care of the rat population. Wait, so, didn't we talk about this? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I read an article on block club Chicago about how you can pay like 
$500 for a family of feral cats that you can like uh-huh. go and like release in your backyard. And I think they do two things is what I've been reading is not only do they go out and hunt and catch the rats and eat them, uh-huh. but also the pheromones and the smell they put out also deters rats. And so they do something where it's like they have feral, they have feral cats and they keep them in a cage in your backyard. So that way the cat knows to come back there for its like home quote unquote as a feral cat. Which seems like oxymoronic, I guess. But um, really, they uh, but then like as they use that home and your surrounding yard as its giant world of a litter box, that also helps keep the cats, uh, the rats away. This world of a litter box. <laughs> it's a good description of our world. <laughs> yeah. A giant litter box. A gi- a giant litter box. I mean. Realistically, if you, if you it mean, is, it's like if we go with the um, uh, what is that that one that one that one film Inception, where like they're talking about how like they could create the worlds like it's their sandbox. Spoiler alert, and like that's what <laughs> this world is like. It's a giant litter box that we like built little castles and skyscrapers out of the 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 the, the I don't know matter of it. So yeah, I watched that movie again pretty recently, and it's really good. Does it still hold up? Yeah, it does. It's a really, really good movie. I may have to watch it again. I do. You I should really watch it. Movie. it I was... hadn't watched it in a while. And let me tell you, the first time I kind of watched it, mm-hmm. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention all that much. So I didn't really <laughs> remember it or understand what was happening. Yeah. But when I actually watched it this time and paid attention mm-hmm. and understood what was happening, I was like, damn, it's a really good movie. Yeah. I think it's a good. There's a lot. There's a lot happening. And I think it really is a pay attention to type of movie oh you need to you need to pay yeah. attention yeah um no i need to watch it you know what other movie i watched this week what? that really holds up what the bird cage the bird cage that movie sounds actually very familiar it's with robin williams i believe 90s it's on netflix so any of you guys that are listening to this uh this ep- this episode in current times head over to netflix and watch the bird current current times though some people i'm not naming names but some people listen to it like months after we've recorded and so for them it's who would do such a thing 1996 american comedy film um it starred it starred robin williams and uh it's it's great it's really really great so who wouldn't uh, listen to this podcast immediately after it was released well there's more and more people that are because it doesn't release at the same time. What do you mean? We're always on time. We are. We actually, we truly are. I don't think we've ever released late or missed. I never released an episode late. <laughs> I thought you were just going to leave We've never released we've an episode. We've never released an episode, actually. <laughs> this all just goes on a hard drive somewhere oh <laughs> that we never put anywhere because we're too embarrassed to put it. You know, you know what would be actually really kind of interesting is if that is actually what we're doing, and then like sometime way down in the future, we've talked about this many times on this podcast, but like way in the future when me and Skinky are old men sitting out on like a porch, and like after we pass away, so after the porch times, and like our kids or grandkids are going through our shit, and they like pulled like this folder, like what is this shenantics folder, and they like, pulled up and it's just like all like hours of recording of us talking to each other. That'd be about, kind of interesting about with the classification of toast <laughs> exactly and then our grandkids are like wow they really didn't have anything to do back then <laughs> yeah, right? like, man, how do we play this mp3 technology <laughs> what even 
what I can't just think and the music just just doesn't come into my brain. Oh my god, that's yeah. what they'll be thinking. That is true. Well, then the music will come into their brain as they think of that. So whoa, what if you could just think about shenanigans and it would just play in your head? Oh my god, that'd be Dude. amazing bonkers i feel like that kind of is what happens with me are you hearing voices well yeah i think about myself i'm like oh who would like toast and then my brain says to me like yes exactly no one would like toast it's not good i'm cool. i'm gonna schedule an appointment for you okay yeah for what yeah uh for um for your mind so just gonna get a the genius that just is gonna get a medicine. get a specialist on this one <laughs> Oh my gosh. But yeah, so anyways, back to uh watch The Birdcage if you have not seen it. It is very, very funny. It's on Netflix. It's good. It is on Netflix right now. Oh. So all right. Um, yeah, no excuse no. then. Exactly. It stars Robin Williams, who I absolutely love. Love him. Love Robin. Uh, Gene Hackman is also in there. So cool. Um there's a lot a lot of people. Um and yeah, Robin Williams plays a a gay man, which is uh an openly gay owner of a drag club in South Beach called the birdcage so um huh. it's really really good i won't say anymore because there's a lot to it and it's, it's fun it's so um but yeah no that was good and i watched another movie this week okay um, i blame you for this actually oh no is it a movie that you watched that i recommended and then you didn't like it no no i blame okay, you because you would never actually watch a movie that i would recommend that's true. I still have I Love Dogs like on my list. Oh, it's so good. You I know, I know, I know. It's on HBO now, and so I have I really just need to like pull the trigger and watch it. So. Oh, no excuse. Yeah, this week sometime I should be watching it, I think. But um but no, I I went to your stream the other day and you were I'm so sorry. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> I think it's when you were playing Apex Legends and then it crashed your stream. Yeah, but before Welcome to my you... life. <laughs> before you loaded up the game, you were playing a certain soundtrack from a certain movie, and you said, "Oh, sorry, guys, just listen to the Star Is Born soundtrack." Oh yeah! <gasps> Did you watch it? So I I watched like maybe like thirty minutes, forty minutes of your stream, and then I was like, "He's right. I should go watch a Star Is Born." Oh! And so this week, I watched for the first time. <gasps> 2018 a star was born with lady gaga and um that really sexy hunky dude oh um, bradley cooper <laughs> yes exactly exactly so yeah no, i watched that this week and uh i just want to take another look at you all right so <laughs> tell me all right you gotta give me your thoughts did you not like it did you like it what's the what happened all right spoiler spoiler tags from from right here until Whenever we stop the spoiler tagging, yes, yes, spoilers. Um, do the do the do the horn. Spoilers. Anyways, that um, was the nerdiest thing. All right, go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was the nerdiest thing. No, actually, on a ranking, on a ranking, we there's been more. There's, there's been, been vastly nerdier things that we have done and talked about. Anyways, Absolutely. um, but no. So I watched the Star Is Born, and it was. Amazing. Oh, yes. It was so good. Yes. So I have a few things I need to say off the bat. Um, just to kind of put things in perspective of where I was watching it from. I okay. knew nothing about the movie. Like, okay, good. Regardless of how it showed up in the Academy Awards or, or anything else like that, I would have watched it just for the mere fact that Lady Gaga is in it. Oh, and, and she did such a good job, oh, right? She does an amazing job. Oh, oh God. Such a good job. 
So um, good. If you remember my Spotify unwrapped that we covered at the beginning of this year, Lady Gaga was my number one played artist. So uh, it's perfect then. Perfect movie for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but no, but so I literally knew like truly nothing else about the movie. And so, and other than it had Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. And so, my mind and i knew nothing about the previous movies and okay. so in my mind i was like thinking to myself that this movie is probably some kind of rom-com and mm. that is kind of not necessarily how i went into it because then when it was like nominated for best picture i was like it is very weird to me <laughs> that like a standard rom-com would be nominated mm. for best picture at the academy awards right like a lot of rom no com. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very true. <laughs> very true. There was a lot of rob, very little calm in this one. So <laughs> very little. Um, but so I went into it with that and like right off the bat, like I'm like, okay, this is not what I expected this movie to be. And I loved it like from the very beginning. And there was, and also like the other thing I was thinking of is like I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, based on the title, based on the people in it, like I was like, I, my guess is like it's going to be some rom com journey about how you know eventually over time like he finds her and like right before the last like ending scene like that's when she becomes a star. Well, like it's uh -huh. the exact opposite of that. Like right, like most of yeah. it is like he like finds her within like the first ten minutes of it, and then a lot of the movie is for the later part like when she's already like kind of been propelled into stardom right like yes. it's not like yeah. she's some unknown for the entire movie and so that was that was vastly different than what i thought it was and which was also really really nice and i think one thing also not having any scene not having seen any trailers for it i can kind of go in and not be like trying to wait for certain things to happen i will say uh -huh. Having seen the one scene where they're sitting outside of the convenience store or whatever, or the Walgreens or whatever it is. Oh, um, because of the Oscars. Yes, because of the yeah. Oscars. That is the only one I knew. And so, like, I didn't know when that was going to happen. And I will I will say, I'm actually kind of thankful that it happened so early because the entire time would have been, like, thinking, like, Ugh. okay, this has to happen eventually. This has to happen eventually. Yeah, and sure. That just kind of got out of the way at the beginning. I, um, because of this movie... I I think like for like maybe this like solid forty eight to seventy two hours after I watched it, I listened to Shallow on repeat. Oh, <laughs> in the shell, shallow. Yo, it's so good. Yeah, it's so, so the whole good. soundtrack is good. Yeah, this whole that whole soundtrack is really really good. Um, now let's let's talk about let's talk about the the calm or the lack of calm. God! This movie is so incredibly heartbreaking and tragic. Oh, did you bring the tissues? Oh my god, I cried for like 30 minutes. <laughs> like like <laughs> I I I like I, I I kid you not. Like it, I told you to bring them. It fucking wrecked me. And um I mean they did there was a lot of stuff that they did really really good. And so at the very beginning of it, I was like I was like Okay, I'm pretty sure Bradley Cooper's gonna die. I was like, but I'm not sure how he's gonna die. And the reason why I thought so originally was there's a scene when she, when they first kind of like start their little like romance together, where he goes to her house to pick her up on his motorcycle, and she yeah. says 
She says, I'm never going to get on that thing when you've been drinking. And so for a big part of the movie, in my brain, I was like, okay, he's going to die in a motorcycle accident. Like something's going to happen around that. And that's going to be what the tragedy is. Uh Well, the whole tragic part of it is like even more than that, right? Like that's like a rom-com tragedy. Like a rom-com tragedy yeah. is like, oh, he got into an accident, he died. And like this one, like there was so much more levels to it. And then they did such a good job of signaling like and showing you that and like the the foreshadowing of this all is going to happen. And so like you first know, for me at least, you first really know that like something terrible is going to happen. He's most likely going to commit suicide when the, her manager is talking to him and explaining to him that what the situation is. manager, dude. Right. And so like that one, and then like every like step of the way after that is just like, and that's when, that's when it really started. Cause then like this, like right after that, you get like, they're laying in bed and she's saying that like, they are not doing the European leg and he knows why. And you're just like, Oh mm-hmm. my God. The part where like the the tears like couldn't be stopped anymore was when he puts the stake down for the dog, and uh-huh. I was like, I absolutely lost it. Like I'm sitting there like sobbing on the couch. I can't control myself. And then I I will I will I will tell you like I have a really big like uh I mean obviously I love dogs but like dogs in movies around sad stuff like amplifies it so much and in this one the thing that like was like that absolutely broke me is there is the shot of the closed garage door with the dog sitting outside it and i'm Ah, so sad absolutely lost it um but it was i don't know it was just it was it was so well done the character development in that was just so fantastic there's so like lady gaga Oh my god, it's such an amazing Ooh. job on so many things in that so movie. So good. She just oh, she did good. She did really, really good. But yeah, no, I absolutely freaking loved that movie. It was amazing. So, <sighs> so good. Yeah, and then yeah, and then so I watched it all and I was like, because I rented it, right? And so I have like a 48-hour uh, rental window to watch it as many times as I want. And so uh-huh. I want to go back and watch specific scenes. And so I go back to like the first time they sing <laughs> yes. Shallow on stage when he pulls her like over. And like yeah. after having watched it all, I'm still like emotionally raw from what happened. <laughs> like I'm watching that one and I start crying and I'm like, oh my God, like I cannot be, I cannot be like contained here. But yeah. So no, now like was- that, uh, the Oscar performance then. Oh, uh, my, I did, oh, you better believe I went back to watch Dude, it makes, ooh. <laughs> oh, my God. It was good when I watched it the first time. But and like, now you just get it all. Oh, my God. And then that look. That look oh, that between look, them two. That look. There's a, there's a tweet that I love um, that I saw, and I didn't see it until after we had recorded our uh, the award show uh, podcast. But the, um, the one I love is there's a tweet that said, they posted a gif of that look between them, and they it said, "I'm pretty sure by law they're legally obligated to they're get married." Le- yeah, and I have saw children. that. <laughs> like, I saw that one too. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So, but yeah, no, that movie was, gee, damn, that was absolutely fantastic. So great movie, great um, movie. There's a lot of the other the best pictures that I do really want to see. Uh, I really want to see the Black Klansman. Um, oh, good movie, good movie. That's what I've heard, so I really want to see that one. Um, but. So now I got a list. I got a list of things. You to got watch, a list. So. so it's all my fault. I told you it was all your fault. I told you it was all your fault. All right. I, so. made, I made you cry. You made, made you, cry. you made me cry. It's true. It happens. It happens. It's true. Yeah. So no, but it was that was that was such a fantastic movie. Bradley um, Cooper as an actor too. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, he, fr- from where he started as an actor to where he is now, mm-hmm. you know, directing and acting in this movie is kind of bonkers to me. Yeah. Like, no, imagine doing, like, adult comedy films like The mm-hmm. Hangover, and then now you're doing this incredibly emotional, like, like yeah. oh, it's crazy to think about. No, it's it's, it truly is. It, and this is this is his first film he directed, right? Yes, this is his directorial debut. Oh gosh, yeah, he did. It was. I don't know. <gasps> that is that is a. Cra- and I think that's one thing. I'm trying to think of other examples, but we see that. Hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm googling some things here. Um, we see that with um. So we've seen that with some other stars where they and other actors where they kind of manage to break out of their typecasting or the role that they originally started or it originally got them famous and they go on to do such amazing things. And so it's so cool to see that with this, like how he's kind of progressed over and where he is now with the star is born. And hopefully it goes to even bigger, better things from here on out. Yeah, so, hopefully. I'm yeah, sure he'll yeah. go and direct some more stuff and yeah. do all that business. Yeah, I hope I hope so. He's 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 also he's also what a hunk. What a hunk. <laughs> what a hunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say he's a hunk sickle. Yeah, and I adore Lady Gaga. She's she's awesome. Yeah, so. she was great. She was so good. But and that's yeah. like her acting debut. Yeah, her acting debut, his directing debut. Her 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 major film acting debut. I think she's acted in something else. Maybe. Really? I didn't know. I thought I heard that somewhere, but maybe not. I don't know. Well, you have to watch all the behind the scenes stuff now, too. Oh, I know. I, know. I got to send you it. All right. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, I, and I think, like, there's, I just feel like there was a lot of, lot to that movie, which, I mean, I also kind of like the kind of what like Bradley Cooper's character was saying, what is it? John Maines or something like that. What is this? What's the character's um, name? Hold on. Uh, I got it right here. I got it right. Uh, Jack Maine, Jack, Jack Maine, Jackson Maine, Jackson um, Maine. He, uh, like kind of like the thing where he was talking about like the be true to yourself, like say the lyric, like sing the songs, and the lyrics that you want to sing. Um, don't, because like that's the only time you can get that message out. Like, don't let other people kind of take over your career type thing. Because uh-huh. next thing you know, it's going to be too late, and like you can kind of squander your opportunity. And so uh-huh. it was kind of interesting to see that through Allie's character about how she went this like huge pop sensation, and it's like how much of it was true to what her roots were and how much of it was what everyone around it around her wanted her to do to kind mm. of, this is what you need to do to become famous. Right. Or this is what you need to do because now you're a superstar and a superstar does this. And she was obviously such a different character halfway through the film and at the end of the film compared to the beginning of the film. And I mean, you see that with just like the, like the makeup and um, outfits and everything else about her life. That was, it was just, it was really cool to see that transformation and then put that in context of, is she still being true to herself or is this really who she is? You know what I mean? And it could be either way, but that's kind of what a little bit of the open question is around that. So it's a, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was so good. 
It was so good. Mm. Um, mm. Have you ever have you seen any of the other A Star Is Born films? No, I haven't. Looks like what are there four of them? 1937, um, 1954, 1976, and 2018. Yeah, I think Barbara Streisand was in the last one. Yes. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah, but it's a classic film. Yeah, I need to watch it. I think. Yeah, I've never watched any of them, but I know. I'm curious if I'm curious how similar the plot is, or if they. I think that's what I've. I think that's what I've heard, and which will be kind of cool if they kind of use the use the main pillars of kind of this young singer who meets an established singer and they fall in love and then what story do they tell around that right like what what different way Mm -hmm. do they tell it and even if there are some of the same broad strokes it's kind of it's interesting to see it's kind of like the not you know not everything is necessarily a complete like word for word scene for scene remake sometimes you get a little bit of a remix in it or a new like take or like a little bit more of an adaptation on it and so yeah i think that's kind of cool to see like all right here's the story here what can we do to take that story and change it up a little bit to make maybe send a whole new message and so i do want to think i want to go back and at least watch the 1976 film and see what uh compare not, not necessarily compare but just kind of experience what that one has to offer too yeah, um, yeah. I, I think that I'd like to watch them too. Yeah, I haven't sure. really like I thought about it because I had rewatched The Star is Born recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, hmm, I wonder like what the difference is. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um question for you. Answer you, for you. You before watching the Academy Awards, you said that you watched all but one of the best picture nominees, right? Yes. And didn't you watch like almost all of them together? Yes, almost all of them back to back. I watched and, three films back to back. Okay. And what back. was there five nominees? Uh there were a lot this year. Oscar nominees. Uh best picture. Um, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh wow, eight! Holy cow! Yeah, now, there were a lot of films. Was the Star Is Born part of your 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 triple feature, or did you had you watched that previously? No, I saw that in theaters. Okay. Oh my god! I don't think I could see that in theaters. I don't. I like literally that's how much I cried with this fucking movie. This was the um, the first movie I saw in theaters actually out oh, of really? the group. Okay. Oh no, oh, Black wow. Panther I saw first, okay. and then I saw um, Star Is Born. Okay. Um, now. Sitting through, like, watching A Star Star is Born and, like, the emotionalness to it, I don't think I could watch three Best Picture nominees (laughs) in a row. (laughs) Because I feel like I would... I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like for two reasons. I feel like that's a lot for my brain to handle. But second of all, like I was put into a certain mood and a certain feeling after watching A Star Is Born, right? And if you watch uh-huh. that and go into a film of a very different type and yeah. with a very different message, it would be hard for me to snap out of what A Star Is Born has brought me to to then go in with a fresh slate for the next movie. I would agree. I would agree with that. So... Because I, I uh, yeah, I think if I was watching it in that block, mm-hmm. it would have been different. Yeah, because uh, it would have been. I think it would have been tough to watch another movie after that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, I saw a lot of these in theaters. Uh, besides, I didn't see because I, I never, I didn't, I didn't watch Roma. It's on Netflix. I had no excuse not to watch it. Yeah, um, seriously. Wait, that was the one you didn't see. That's the one I didn't see. Was the I, one on Netflix. I was going through Netflix <laughs> earlier when I was when I was eating lunch and I saw Roma. I was like, oh, it's on Netflix. I should watch that. And now I know that that's the one that you missed. Like, yeah, <laughs> isn't that weird? That is weird. That is the one weird. that I have no excuse. I didn't see. That is funny. Um, but I watched. I saw Black Klansman. Black Klansman in theaters. I mm-hmm. saw The Favorite in theaters. Okay. Um, Black Panther, uh, A Star is Born. And then the three that I watched were Green Book, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Vice. Okay. Okay. I think, I think, no, those were okay. I would feel like those would back. be, yeah, decent ones to at least, you know, kind of put together. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I thought I really Bohemian Rhapsody was good. I, I really want to watch that. I really want to watch that. My parents yeah. said they really liked it, so I'm ex- I'm excited. Yeah, and Rami he did a good job. So yeah, all right, all right. Watch well, it, do it. I I will I will put it on the, I'll put it on the list. The, the thing that sucks is that all of these are more expensive to rent right now because they were nominated. oh because they're yeah nominated yeah. So <laughs> like <laughs> God damn it damn all right I guess I gotta wait a little bit for the price to drop back down. Yeah yeah it's kind of sucky. But I don't know I don't know maybe they, Netflix should just get them all and then release them for me so i can watch it that way but now steven spielberg is meeting with the oscar people did you hear about that no no tell me about that so steven spielberg i don't know all the details but steven spielberg is going and talking to the academy awards Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh to complain about netflix (laughs) wait what okay hold on tell lay this on me yeah hold on let me let me look it up so i make sure i get all the information right all right you, um you, you spielberg netflix i have a link to send you so we can talk about next after this so so take your time no one okay let's see it's just me here waiting to hang out with you um okay so netflix put out a response in wake of steven spielberg's attention attempt to block streaming giant from the oscars oh so like from nominations i think so yeah Really? So his complaint is that it it doesn't it's not it's not at the so this is what happens. For if you want to get Oscar nominated, you have to be have a run in theaters. Okay. Now Netflix for Roma skirted around that rule in some way mm-hmm. by doing a limited release in theaters of Roma. Okay. While also joint streaming it on Netflix. Okay. So I guess in in Spielberg's view, that is not what true cinema is, as in like you know a, a real film that is Oscar nominated. People go to the movies to go see, and this that yeah Netflix is skirting the rules. Um, mm. So I think it's just a lot of opinions. But what Netflix mm-hmm. says was, we love cinema. Here are some things we also love: access for people who can't always afford or live in towns without theaters. Uh, letting everyone everywhere enjoy releases at the same time and giving filmmakers more ways to share art. These things are not mutually exclusive. That's mm-hmm. what they say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little bit on uh, both sides here. All right. I don't know. I, I think I have, I think I'm coming down on one side over another. So, so you lay it on me on both, on both sides. So I can kind of maybe flesh out where I think I want to land on this. All right. So number one, I think that movies should be released in theaters. I'm a big fan of that, mostly mm-hmm. because I like going to the movies and I like seeing theaters, movie theaters and stuff. Yeah. I will 
say though that theaters are a fucked up business. Mm-hmm. They have a bad business model. Um, and there's a lot of crazy monopolies with, with theaters, like mm-hmm. with, um, like if, uh, specific production studios own theaters, mm-hmm. it's like, it, it, there's some messed up things going on with, with theaters. And I can, I can see why, you know, going the Netflix route might be the right way. I also do agree with Netflix and all their points that, you know, Netflix is cool because it has access to places mm-hmm. um, and people and you, it's it's easier. It's much easier to see films. Mm-hmm. But for something that is traditional, like the Oscars, where, you know, it's it's like going to the movies and seeing something. I don't think that technically classifies a movie, but I think that it should be some sort of classification for the Oscars because I just like that. But there's really no reason for that. Mostly because I just like going to the theaters. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I think truly, I think your last thing, what you said, sold me to one side of it. <laughs> okay. The reason, the, the reason being is that that is that okay so hold on let me I'll, let me build up to that let me say what kind yeah, of a little bit build my, up, build where, up. where my where i'm kind of coming from i don't it's except for like the last 12 months i would say i don't usually and have not typically watched a lot of movies i watched them out okay. maybe in college uh like physical netflix discs and then somewhere like end of college and in the ensuing years afterwards i shifted away to watching like tv series and then twitch a lot and then now i'm kind of roping back around to watching more movies so like my media diet like has shifted over the past decade i would say um actually the past two decades and there was a point right after college where i really wasn't watching as many um Movies, partly because TV shows, A, were TV series were so good at what we were getting that I was feeling like satiated a bit with like consuming that media. And they were so much easier to get and to watch, especially because at that time I was buying like all of my TV shows on iTunes. So I'd be able to stream them whenever I wanted. Right. It wasn't like I have to catch them live or, you know, I have a DVR or anything like that. I would just watch buy like an entire season and watch there and everything was great. And movies always started to feel kind of like a hassle to do, right? Yeah, for me, I would have the buildup when it was getting released in theaters, but I didn't really feel like I wanted to go to a theater. And then by the time it was coming out for rental release or purchase online, like a lot of the hype had died down. And so it was, I would always forget about it and I would never get around to it and just kind of felt cumbersome. There was a period of time where people where Apple was trying to partner up with various um, movie studios where they wanted to do simultaneous release in theaters and rental through their platform. And yeah. obviously there was a whole thing where they said they didn't want to do that because it would hurt, um, you know, theater sales and all that kind of stuff. And one of the films that did it was like Freakonomics where like Dave released in theaters, you can rent it on iTunes. And I was like, Oh, that's so cool because now all of a sudden it became convenient for me to watch a movie at the same time it was released. And I'll, I would even pay whatever the ticket price was in the theater to watch it at home. I just, I preferred to watch it at home, preferred to watch it at home and stuff like that. And so it really kind of like dipped out of favor for me. And so I, when with Netflix's statement, I 
do kind of agree with that in the sense that I don't want to go to theaters, so I appreciate what Netflix is bringing to the table. And if they release an amazing film and it doesn't get released in theaters, it seems weird to not com- like let that contend and fight through with the rest of the other films in the Academy Awards. But you've switched me over to the other side because... I have? Yes, you have. Because here, because here's why. Because, because people that love movies, like there, there's a lot that's attached to it. Especially if you grew up loving movies, right? Like, like you love going to the theater, and there's a lot of people that love going to the theater to watch movies in the movie theater experience. Like that is something that is part of it, part of their enjoying of films, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the Academy Awards is an arbitrary thing with rules put in place. And so they can have arbitrary rules or seemingly arbitrary rules around. There has to be a run in theaters. And I believe if there are enough people that support that position, then they should put that in a rule. They should, they should leave that as a rule for, if for no other reason, other than that's what they want to do. Right. Like you were saying, like, like for you, you like seeing like, movies and theaters and for really no reason that you can like that you can support with anything you feel like it should be that way and so it's kind of like an arbitrary rule to begin with a little bit <laughs> yeah and then just leave it as an arbitrary rule and netflix work around it right like they did a limited release like why don't you also maybe work on doing wider spread releases and yes there's a whole bunch of other problems with and it might cost them more and do stuff like that but at the same time like I mean, I don't know. It, it just seems like work within those rules, right? Or be fine not having your film be nominated for an Oscar, right? Like if the same thing happens that if you, Skanky, create like literally like an amazing, mind blowing documentary, short documentary, and because of your own convictions, you only want to release it on, you know, um, like YouTube or a Twitch premiere or something like that, because that's something that's important to you and you're willing to give up other considerations for things like then go ahead and do it. And you like do it the way you want to do it, but also know that just because you want to do something your way, like you can't expect everyone else to follow along with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's why like I kind of, and me being like, well, I love Netflix and if they do a good film, I feel like it should be kind of included in this, but I'm like, at the same time, who am I to say that this body should kind of operate that way? And they have to include all these others, regardless of how it's presented. And so yeah. I don't know. So I think that's why I kind of swung back around and let them do it that way. And at the end of the day, there are other problems with the, nominating and picking process that we alluded to on the last one that it's not like it's a perfect system anyways you know what i mean so it's not like yeah, at the end of the yeah. day it's like it's not like it's like a march madness bracket of films that only the best one is at the very end it's picked for some criteria that we don't really know because we don't know who's picking it so yeah i um and so i think if with everything that it is then leave the rule with this system and i think spielberg has a good point about it but wow uh, so yeah, agreeing yeah. with the Steve Meister, oh, yeah, so. the Spielman. Yes, yes, but uh, but yeah. Plus, also, I mean, like realistically, Netflix can have it both ways. If they do, like, let's say they do a film run, 
and then they put out something that's great and it gets nominated and wins if the only place to watch that film is on netflix and you don't have a netflix subscription you're gonna go get one possibly to go watch the academy award winning best picture film you know yeah I mean? and so like i don't know it just seems like i feel like they could fit into the old system and have it be beneficial for them as well so do you think they're doing the old, uh, like, uh, hey, we're a startup, and well, not really a startup anymore, but like know, right? they're doing the whole, hey, like we're a tech company, and like we're we don't like the way, th- yeah, and like we're Uber, you know, kind of thing. I th- I think so. I think so. I think we don't like your traditional rules. Yeah, and and, and those those <laughs> traditional those traditional rules shouldn't be there anyways. And here's yeah, the, right, yeah. I, I do feel like it's a little bit of that. And I think one thing is part of me feels like Netflix is at a, for me. And so maybe I'm making based on my feelings a broad generalization about the entire population. Um, I think Netflix is at a weird tipping point where they have a lot of goodwill, but they're also becoming like so much of like, I mean, they always have been, but like their image is becoming so much more of like the big faceless company like mm. production studio where I don't necessarily feel sympathy for them anymore where Ooh. before they were releasing such great content or they were bringing me shows that I wanted that other people released. And if they were getting like ricked over the coals about like, you know, pricing where it's like, Oh, to get that show, we have to spend this much money. I'm like, Oh, that's not fair to Netflix where now I'm kind of like, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> pay it netflix pay it i don't i don't i don't really feel bad for you anymore and so i think that's uh, i'm kind of at this like weird tipping point where it's like i still and i think that's why maybe i kind of went one way where it's like oh no yeah you go netflix and then after a minute i was like wait no i don't know maybe you should just play by some of the rules (laughs) like plus we're all gonna be back on cable soon anyway that is yes in the next 20 years so who cares we'll have bundling of internet services yeah, exactly. It'd be fine. Oh, it's gonna be awful. Okay. I can't wait. I know. And, th- and then... just like for games too, all our game launchers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, no, it's gonna be awful. <laughs> so, can you imagine? It's like it's like you you no longer buy games anymore. You just have to pay like a hundred dollars a month to a launcher. So Steam's like, no, no, like pay us a hundred dollars a month, and here's the games you can play. And it's like. 90% of them are absolute garbage. And they're like, no, but look at all the choices you have. You're like, I don't give a shit. I do not want to watch TLC. I mean, to play TLC, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could see that happening. I can. I could absolutely see that happening. So I think it's just a matter of time before there's some platform that does that. Yeah. yeah. Or there probably already is and just haven't heard about it yet. Actually, I, realistically, there kind of already is. Discord started that. Um, <sighs> a little bit, and I feel like some of the like the humble monthly, I would also say, is a little bit humble. Like that. That's true. Um, so I think there's a few of them that are smaller, and it's I think it's just a matter of time before you do get better. Doesn't EA have one something with that, like their Origin Access? Oh, Origin Access. Yeah, I paid yeah. for that once. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, because um, I wanted to get the um, what was I playing? Dead Space. Ah, uh, okay. So you can get Dead Space like one, two, and three. And it's ten dollars a month, so if you buy one month, you know you get mm-hmm. all three games technically, and you can finish them all ah, uh, instead yeah. of buying all ten of them individually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up not finishing them in a month, so I paid for two months. But it <laughs> yeah. still was a good deal. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's funny. 
Oh, but yeah. No, so it'll be interesting to see. I think we're all gonna. I think all. I've seen software move to that a lot, or they're trying to go to subscription pricing. Um, yeah, like Adobe and stuff. Yeah, because they can't make they can't make as as much money. Or if you're a smaller developer, you can't make the money you need to based on just sales alone. Um, yeah. And so I I think we're gonna kind of see that and a bit to a point that you're saying like we're definitely going back to cable because it gets to a point where like I can't pay fifteen dollars a month for every streaming service. And yeah. Everyone has only their own stuff, so it doesn't make sense. And so then we'll go back to cable where they're gonna get. Hey. Well, I think. See, what we should do is everyone should just have a Patreon account. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. Mm-hmm. Just let yeah. Patreon run the world. I hear that. I hear and that. then everything will be fine. If you guys, uh, if you guys like the show, you can support our Patreon at. Uh... <laughs> we don't have a Patreon. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. Well, I'm making it up right now, though. <laughs> hurry up! Hurry up! By the end of the episode, we will. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! But uh, oh, Skaky. Yeah. Did you hear that my best friends are coming back? Your best friends are coming back? Yeah, Queer Eye is coming back March fifteenth. Oh, cool! I never watched Queer Eye. You need to. You need to watch. You need to watch the the reboot. I didn't. I don't know anything about the original, so the, just watch the reboot on Netflix. Is that on the cable news channel net, on Netflix? Yes, yes, it is. And uh, watch season one, season two, season three is on March fifteenth. But there's only one thing I need to say, and. It is. I sent you an Instagram link. You don't have to watch the entire like teaser trailer for the new season, but the still image should be of Jonathan with his beard and mustache. Yeah, he's got a really nice beard. I want that mustache. You want this mustache? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a that's a really fancy mustache. It is. That is very fancy. I think I could pull it off. Like I, I like think he's, I think you could. I think he's. But you want the twirl. You want the twirl? Oh, I want the twirl. I want well, you're going to have to get, like, wax and stuff, you know? I can do that. I can do that. We can make that happen. <laughs> we could make that happen. Okay. Well, you happen. know what? If you want to do that, I support you 100%. The more I look at this picture of him, the more I'm, I'm truly starting to believe that what is happening is he's not growing the mustache. His hair is just taking over his body. Like, like we, there's, there's, there's more of it. It is its own being. Yeah, it can't stop us all. Like, I feel like it's like a like an animated fit, like a cartoon <laughs> or an animated show where it's like the evil mustache is like the one uh-huh. controlling everything. So, uh, but yeah, no. So, but yeah, everyone go watch Queer Eye March fifteenth and let me know how it is. I'll be watching alongside you guys. So, can't wait. Looking good. good. That was good. So one last thing I have to ask you about media-wise, media diet-wise. Have you watched True Detective Season 3? No, I've also never watched True Detective. What? (laughs) Skanky. (laughs) Oh, my God. I just finished True Detective Season 3. I thought it was absolutely incredible. Um, I think you should go back and watch it. I'm going to go back and rewatch Season 1. And I never watched Season 2, so I got those to watch. Um, so I'm going to go through and watch them all again. But you need to go watch this. Okay. All right. Please. I'll add it to my list. You watch The Star is Born, I can watch True Detective. <laughs> my two and a half hours compared to your eight-hour commitment, you're right. Yeah, I no big it's deal. Like, it's a fair trade-off. Yeah, it's no big deal. Anyways, but no, I really think they do some things. I'm not going to say anything uh, detail-wise, but they do some things in season three of True Detective around the storytelling that I think A is really really cool, but I also think that you would really like and appreciate. So I, I I'm sure I would. Yeah, so no, so it should be it should be good. It should be good. So all right, watch, good. Did you watch Tidying Up? 
Oh, is that the other Netflix show? Yeah, with uh, <clears throat> with Marie. What's her name? I, I I have not. I have not. What kind is of it good? Are you? I, I I know. I'm a I'm a bad millennial, dude. I go to the theaters. I like cash. I know, right? I read <laughs> newspapers. It's just it's just like not a good look for me. <laughs> really is it? That really is it. Um, <laughs> Jesus, Kiki. <laughs> Got a flip phone. You're like. You're like so much younger than me, but so much love older. Love camels. <laughs> love camels. Campbell's like this... chicken noodle possibilities. Oh, I thought you meant like the cigarettes. Like, <laughs> yeah, me too. I like I like Marlboros though. Uh, yeah, you're the cowboy guy. Um, yeah, yeah, I like those. Uh, tidying up was tough for me because I really despised the show uh, <laughs> at a lot of levels, especially the first episode. <laughs> Why do you episode. hate it? Um, the first episode is it really shouldn't be the first episode of the show, in my opinion. In the first episode, there is a family and the mother and father in that family absolutely hate each other. And it is very apparent. And so it's very awkward to watch the entire thing where oh, it's like yikes. they're making terrible comments at each other. And it was like, I, I don't remember exactly what it is now, but there was very early in the episode, there was... um a comment like where the husband makes the wife about how, you know, like she can't do anything right or something like that. And she goes, but honey, I've done some things right. Haven't I? And he goes, yeah, I guess you did give me some kids. And you're just like, yikes. Oh God. Where do they get these people? Right. Exactly. And I really truly feel like there are people that are in later episodes that are, it is touching. And I do like those ones. Um, but so it took me, I tried three times to watch it. And finally at the third time I did end up watching the entire thing. And I do have a different opinion of it now where I do like it. Um, I hated it at first. And part of the reason I like it now is because I, uh, had to go through and get rid of a lot of the stuff in my apartment. I didn't get rid of a lot of my clothes and all that kind <laughs> okay. of stuff. And so I do see a lot of the value to what her methods are. And so because ah. I had to go through and do it myself, I went back and it was like, it inspired me to get rid of some other stuff that I didn't need. And then also following the way she did it. And she told other people to do it. I do think helped. So, so you were, I, you were inspired. I was, I was. And so I just had to get through that shitty asshole couple from episode one. And then the, they, they didn't matter. They didn't matter. They were, they were stupid. Right. Yeah. How dare they? <laughs> Idiots. How dare they? So. Anyway, Skinky, <laughs> do you have a food finish for us this week? Um. Yeah, I do. Oh, really? I do. I'm impressed. Talk to me about churros. Oh my God! Do I love churros, Skinky? <laughs> Churros. What is a churro, by the way? What's a churro? What do you mean? Yeah. What's a churro? I will, uh, describe for our audience for our, that may for our not... listeners. Yeah, yeah. What, the, for people that may not know, <sighs> how do you describe is. a churro? It's like dough with cinnamon on it. Yeah, I think it's a deep right? fried. It's a deep, deep fried, fried log. <laughs> a deep fried doughy log. Yeah, it says dipped in like cinnamon. That sugar. is has cinnamon sugar on it. I think, yeah. and oh. it has a specific shape. It's yes. like a pipe, but it's like if you took your fingers around it. If it was like a Play-Doh pipe, you took your fingers around the, on the edges and then you just squeezed. Yes, it's like yeah, it's like it's like it's like if it, if it was yeah yeah okay. This if guy's it was, weird. If it was uh, if it was if it went through like the Play-Doh machine, it's like a pipe. Yeah. it's like a star kind of. Yeah, it's like a star. If you look at you like like a cross section of it, it looks like a star, but it's in a pipe shape. Let's. Oh my God, I just came up with the best idea. Yes. 
let's make a churro shop. Yeah. And the name of it is going to be A Star is Born. Yeah. <laughs> Do I give you Bradley Cooper? You you give me Bradley. Yes, okay. As long as I'm Lady Gaga. Oh, yes. You know. oh, I think you can hit her notes oh, a little bit better than I can. So nice. I got the, I got the range. You do, you do. I love her voice. Um, but yeah, no, that is a churro. If you guys have never had a churro, absolutely go fucking get a churro. You ever um, have Nutella on it? I was just about to say that. <laughs> do you know it's even better than Nutella on it? Tell me. When Nutella is in through the middle of the tube. Oh, that's dangerous, dude. It is. It is. I feel like when I have a churro where Nutella is inside the churro, I don't think I can stop at eating anything less than 15 of them. Like, it's against wow. the law. So, but no, it's, uh, oh, my gosh. Or sometimes, like, some strawberry jam through the middle is also good. So there's so much that's you do with beautiful. churros. So much you can do with churros. Those things are magical. Oh. Oh my god! I think I might go get a churro after this episode. <laughs> Churros are good. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna do something because, you know, you were expecting for me not to have a food finish. Yeah. So I was gonna try and come up with one very quick and ask you to do the outro. But I feel like it's not fair to give you both the food finish nope, and the outro. Not this fair. Week. So next week, Skinky will call us out. You guys, that's been another episode of Shenantics. New episodes go live bright and early Monday. Just the time for your work day, school day, chores, class, whatever you do, we are there to hang out with you. Happy Pulaski Day, Chicago. You can find the podcast anywhere you find podcasts, including the iTunes Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and at our website at shenantics.rocks. If you have any comments or questions, you can send us a tweet at twitter.com slash shenanticspod or an email at shenanticspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to join the discussion, head over to shenantics.rocks slash about and click on the Discord invite link. Tons of Shenantics fanatics hanging out there every day. And my name is Blue made a magical appearance today. It was, it felt so good. It was a it fake felt, one. Oh, sorry. My name is Blue fake uh, impasta. He, uh, impasta. He up, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it was good. So you head on over there. If you guys love churros, five-star review in the iTunes store. It does, maybe doesn't help us, but it makes us It helps. Good. It I think helps. it does help. I think it does help. People it helps it and be like, my ego. Like, That's true. That's true. So help massage Skinky's ego by <laughs> help massage up. me. <laughs> help massage me, you guys. Skinky, where can you find? They find you on the internet. <laughs> you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash skanky, S K X N K Y, and on Twitter at iSkanky, I S K A N K Y, M Cole. Where can they find you? They can find me on the internet at M Cole underscore M C U L with the underscore symbol, same username on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey. So good talking to you this week, buddy. Me too, man. Talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye.